This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. I am fulfilling my resolution from 2019 that I'm going to play a I'm going to play an RPG that I've never played before, and I'm psyched. I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing it, guys. It's it's month one. I probably won't get all the way. I'm sure. I'll probably just it'll probably be this month, and then everything else will snowball into into amazing terribleness, like it always does. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm hoping for the best. So we're going to be playing a fun little game called With Fire Thy Affections Hold a Wing. This is actually a game made by friend of the show, Taylor LaBresh. And I will be playing it, but I'm not alone. I actually have a buddy of mine from Legends of Tabletop. I've got John. No, you know, John, I've said this. I think I've only said your last name like once ever in our friendship in like how many years? How do you even say your last name? I don't even. I call. You, I just call you John. I never call you your last name. Well, that's better than I get for most people because a lot of time it's like dickhead or. Well, wait a minute. We can't curse on the show. All right, edit all that out. No, you you can you can you, we can actually. Nice. All right. Yeah. No, it's pronounced Haremza. Haremza. That is totally not what I thought it would have been. So I'm glad See, you said it. Like everybody else, you wanted to add like four other consonants into it, and and they're just not there. You just say it just like it's written. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I would have called it. I would have said Haramza. Haramza. What the hell is that? Haramza. Haramza. It's Haramza is how you say it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a hard A. Haramza. Haramza. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad with names. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John, for coming on and actually being on the podcast here. I always do lots of stuff for you, so it's about time you did something for me. Thank you very much. Oh, man, you hurt me right in my heart a little bit. <laughs> I, you know, right. I'm always I, here. I, you are. You are. <laughs> we love you for it. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, All right. <laughs> so this game is a two-player game where you one person is playing a dragon and one person is playing a dragon rider. This is kind of your tagline for this RPG. Two, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to put on my best uh, my best story voice. Two worlds spin as one in the misty air of the void. Two imposing rocks alight in fog. Both worlds ripple with Ari Craigs and the rush of wind buffets. Buffets. Those who live on their surface. The wings of dragons fly here and those who ride them know the air well. Two worlds spin as one as dragon and rider come together, looping acrobats through the void. Just as the inhabitants of one world are unaware of the other, so too are the initiate and the hatchling, neither connected to each other, only thinking of themselves. Two worlds spin as one, and as the colossal spheres <laughs> wow, that was terrible. Hurtled towards each other on a cataclysmic collision course. The souls of Ryder and Dragon move to intersect as well. At the end of this story, both will be one or both will be none. So basically, this is a social fiction game for two players. And basically what is happening is you're kind of telling the story of how you met, how you have grown as two friends the rider and the dragon kind of become as one as this cataclysmic uh, end is coming to your world and two worlds are kind of colliding and you kind of tell the story of, you know, how you mm, trying to think of the right words to say. It's just like, it's just kind of the bond between two, you know, two beings, basically. So I thought this would be kind of fun. It kind of stays in the fantasy realm for me, even though, you know, I should get outside of the fantasy realm. This just kind of seems like a fun little thing. 
So some of the things that they say that you would need for this game is a ball of yarn, a copy of the rules with the prologue, wagers, and bond results, which we'll talk about a little bit, some writing utensils, an open space free of hazards, a pair of scissors, and then some uh, optional stuff. But basically what is happening is you're, you're wait, you, you've got five scenes, and during these scenes it's kind of telling the story of you know, how you, how you met, how you've grown each, grown to know each other, and then your eventual, hopefully not end, but it could be end. And what you do is you make these wagers, and there's between the there's some options between dragon and rider. From those, you can pick out. It says you can pick out, you know, at least one, but you can do multiples if you want during the during the scenes. And if you make those scenes, what it's supposed to do is you're supposed to do is this is supposed to be kind of like together at home kind of scene or at, at somebody's house. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to kind of grasp your hands. And then as you make these bonds, if you, if you make these wagers and actually tell them within the story, then you take the yarn and you loop them between both hands and both arms to show like a physical bond. Okay. Because John's on the other side of the world here. We're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> so John actually has poker chips he's going to use on his end. I've got some little glass jewels that I use for like prototyping and stuff like that on my end. So we'll kind of use that. And then at the end, depending upon how many bonds we actually have, we'll actually get a score. And I'll kind of share that score at the end to kind of see where, where we've developed and where we've gotten to the end. So before we play, we have to decide who is going to be the dragon and who's going to be the writer. So I will give John the option of taking who he decides who he wants to be uh i don't know Uh, i've gone back and forth about it a little bit uh i think maybe the writer okay that's great because i wanted to be the dragon so it's perfect (laughs) plus i get to i want to do a cool voice so i'm i'm down with that well that was the other thing that was freaking me out was like could i do a dragony gravelly kind of voice yeah i you know again this is just it's just me and you, you know, it's like the one I'm going to do is probably going to be awful, but you know what? I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Who's going to judge me? Not the people that are listening because they, they're obviously listening for a reason because they want to enjoy it. So Sure, sure. They get what they get. That's right. That's right. That you know what you signed up for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to begin with fire, thy affections hold a wing. Taylor kind of started out with a little prologue to kind of helps us along so he kind of gives us sentences and then we fill in the blank fill in the blank basically kind of like a mad lib that kind of starts the story kind of gets the juices flowing so it starts out with the writer so john you can start first and then i will continue and then after the prologue then we'll start with our scenes all right cool hopefully uh, hopefully i can keep this inflection for the entire time (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding me too i'll probably end up going into a whole different thing all right that's that's fair it was a cold and dreary rain swept day when i found you and i was lost i was weak on that cliff hanging to life we were both there at the end of our ropes when i approached you you reared up trying to look as fierce as a little dragon could I was afraid you would let me die here. I saw your mother's body, and I knew how alone you must feel. You said, peace. And I knew you meant it. We We saved saved each each other other that that day, and began a bond that would lead us us to the the end end of the the world. world. Okay, so now that we've, so now that we've talked about the prologue, now we're going to get into our story. So we've got... We've got five different scenes. I'll kind of I'll I'll just preface the scenes, and then we'll go through each one of them. So one of them is when we tested our bonds. The second one is when we first faced danger. The third one is when we shared a comforting embrace. The fourth one is when we soared with one set of wings, and finally is when we when we faced the apocalypse. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll. We'll actually we'll pick out our wagers for each one. I'll um, set the scene of what, what, which, uh, which scene we're doing, and then we'll kind of go into it. And then we'll, I think we'll what we're gonna do. It says in the rules that you secretly put down if the bonds uh, meshed or not. 
Okay. And I won't, I won't look at the writer ones and I'm hoping John won't look at the dragon ones and be like, Oh, he hit, he hit this one or, Oh, I I say, Oh, he hit that one. You know, we'll just kind of go through, uh, go through the scenes and just kind of make it this consistent story. And then we'll talk about what hit and what didn't at the end and what bonds we got and then what score. And then the score from there, we'll kind of talk about the results. Um, the first scene is when we tested our bonds. So do you want to start or do you, would you like me to start the story and then we can jump in from there? Why, why don't you start? Let's see how it goes. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I remember when we first, oh boy, now all of a sudden I went into a whole <laughs> different accent. I don't even know what I started with. Folks, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> I remember when we first tried to figure out ourselves, uh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Like, what am I doing now? I feel like I'm doing, like, an old man voice now. This is awful. Back in my day when I used to fly <laughs> yeah, these exactly. other Ah, get him, Joe. Yeah, no shit. Terrible. Okay. I remember the first few times that you tried to ride me. Even though I'm a big dragon, you weigh a lot. And that's that's hard to do for me. Well, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm a slender man. It's... It's mostly the ar- the arms and armor that I carried adds that much more weight to myself. I I am not an overweight man myself. I don't know what you were carrying, but it sure wasn't fun. I was trying to show you my sky twist. Yeah, I, I had to hang on for dear life that day. <laughs> it's too bad you didn't. You plumped went straight into the Westies River. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, when I was coming out, I... Uh, I was a sopping mess. I looked like a I looked like a drowned cat. You did. Well, it's a good thing that I've got a nice fire breath. I didn't like actually like burn you on fire, but I did singe you a little bit. Well, you 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 did indeed burn me. Uh, I had uh, I remember my arm was was red. I had to find uh, some of the herbs that the uh, that the uh, the sage had told me about to uh, to take the redness out and the swelling. I, I couldn't wear my armor for days funny thing is is that when you actually when you actually took off all the bandages and stuff it actually kind of looked like me a little bit so i i would say that you know if you if you want to talk about some real bonds i mean i bonded you for life <laughs> i i guess you did i guess you did perhaps we should perhaps we should sit a spell sit what is sitting all i know is to move and to well the only the only time i ever sit is when I'm guarding the horde, but you know, I don't do that much anymore now that now that you've taken over. Well, it's more of a partnership, I, I think. It's, it's not so much me taking over. Yeah, but like, uh, instead instead of like guarding all my treasure that I've been that I've been that you know that my family's had hoarded for years and years, I've had to try to take you under my wing, as it were. <laughs> a pun. That's good. That's good. Under your wing. I see what's happening. Hey, you've got, you've taught me bad puns. I thought I, I thought I would throw that in for you. Well, it, it's funny that you mention your horde. I know that uh, you don't get to spend as much time. You know, just the the evenings when we slumber. He reaches into his his pocket and he pulls out a a crest. He holds it out. And he looks at it wistfully and kind of holds it out for the the dragon to pluck up with his little claws he says uh this is the uh this is my family crest back in my youth um we i had a good relationship with with my parents i thought my my mother was was loving and touched me so when i found you all those many months ago unfortunately when she had passed my my father turned dark and dreary in his soul and we we drifted apart uh, there was a time when I, I thought that maybe we could we could rule together. We could rule kindly and justly. And as his temperament soured, I wound up having to leave my my home. I haven't been back since. Honestly, uh, it's I find myself wandering like I was. It means little to me now. Perhaps you could add it to your hoard. I I don't know if I could do that. I, I've seen, I haven't told you, but I haven't told you this before, but I've seen that crest and I know 
the significance of it. And uh, let's just say it's better off with you than it is with my kind. Uh, the gold does not strike a chord within your soul? Oh, when, when the meaning behind the gold has a darker meaning, then it's something that we, we, as much as, as much as I'm, as much as my kind loves to hoard stuff like that, there are some things that are still sacred that you cannot break, and this is something that I cannot accept. Hmm, intriguing. Seems as if my father's reign has turned even darker still. I did not want to be the one to break it to you, but yes, yes it has. It's a pity. He was not always as he is now. That usually happens when when men's hearts turn to power and to material things and not the things that matter, as in friendship or in family. Well, I think it was grief that led him astray. How so? Uh, with the death of my mother, he was he was never quite the same afterwards. I could see where that might lead him astray. Unfortunately, he did not see what I see in you. And, <coughs> boy, this voice is really hard on the, on the old vocal cords. <laughs> Luckily, he did not see what I see. And what I see is a great man before me. Maybe in time, maybe if you two ever cross paths again, maybe he will see it in you. I, I could only hope. Uh, maybe, maybe together we can turn him from the path that he's on and return him to, to be the man that he once was. We, one can only hope. Ah, two can only hope. Indeed. All right. I think that's good for scene number one. All right. Okay. So we make sure that we keep our secret score of what we held as our bonds. And then we'll move into when we first faced danger. So we'll pick our wagers from there and then we'll start the story then again. All right. Or we'll continue our story. So I don't know, like at the end of the scene, if you if we should be including that the that the other planet is inexorably getting closer, is it sort of a key conceit to the to the setting? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just use we'll just use what you just said as <laughs> as the as the little uh, you know inevitable you know danger that kind of looms upon us. You know, it's it's. You know, this is a thing about us learning each other just before an inevitable end of the world, basically. So, you know, that will kind of be the constant background. Okay. I've got it in my head. Yep. Okay. I'll I'll follow your lead again. I'm okay with that. All right. Sounds good. Yep. So our second scene is when we first face danger. All right. I'll start it. Everything before that has been pretty swimmingly. We haven't really, you know, faced too many things. You know, we've helped some people we've done some deeds uh we've maybe done some things we're not really proud of but everything for us hasn't been like hard really but when i knew danger would always find us and i always had a feeling it was going to be with your family but i didn't realize how dangerous it really was Yes, it, it was quite a surprise for me. I I thought that at some point in the future we may be able to uh, approach my father and, and have a civil conversation and discuss things that were going on in the realm. Little did I know that this would be forced upon us such as it was. I saw the group of people, and as they were, po as they were approaching, I thought it was a small band. But when I saw that your father was leading the charge... I knew this was anything but small. I knew that by the look in his eyes, the look in his face, the look in his demeanor, even though I didn't know your father personally, I knew this person was not the person that you grew up with. Indeed, I, I shared your concern when I saw them coming and I, I saw my father. I, I rushed out. I, I rushed ahead. Uh, to to find out why he would amass such a such a large army, as it turns out, why would they come to 
to drive us away, perhaps? At that time, we did not know. But indeed, they'd come to I th- to dispel us from the lands. Before you even got two sentences out of your mouth, your father hit you. And he hit you not like he would hit a child that is misbehaving, but he hit you like someone who had stolen jewels from an old lady. He hit you like a lover that had bedded someone else's wife. He hit you like someone that he hated. And something within me just couldn't watch that happen. I couldn't let him treat you that way. No one should ever treat you, the someone as gentle and as kind as you, that way. And I yelled, and I let out such a deafening roar that even I was surprised. And it put everybody in such confusion because no one, no one could hear what was going on, and it turned south so quickly. Uh, I stood stunned, not only from the, the strength of your, your fearsome roar, uh, coming from a place of, of, of love and shock, but my, the, my father to strike me that way, as if, someone who was beneath him, I just, I stood and I, spit out my blood and, a tooth to the ground and I, I wiped my mouth with the back of my hand and stood just stunned. As he, upon his black steed, drew his longsword and moved forward to engage. And the longsword that he drew was not just any longsword. It was the longsword with the crest of your family. It was a sword of legend that had slain my kind days, months, eons behind me. It had slain my family. It had slain so many before me that it became of legend but it also became of horror and I knew that if this thing still existed that I wasn't gonna get out of it alive and possibly not even you so I did something that I swore I would never do again and I I blew I blew that fire with a flaming hot vengeance and I meant to just I meant to just do away with that sword and what I did away with was much more than I expected it was it was as the gout of flame crossed past me and engulfed part of the army and as I watched my father burn a scream scream I'll never remember from his lips he fixed me with a piercing glance and he pointed the sword one last time before he fell out of the out of the saddle I, I grabbed that sword, not knowing that it affected you that way, and ran to you and jumped on your back and bid you to, to flee before they could, before they could remuster themselves and, and press an attack. And flee away we did, not knowing that the impending doom was still upon us. Okay. I think that's the end of that scene. That's great. You've got a whole thing. I see where you're going. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes you just never know where it's going to go, but it's going in a good place. Mm-hmm. Let's go into the next scene called "When We Shared a Comforting Embrace." Do you want to? Do you have something to lead? I I could try to. I do if you want. Right, if you want me to. <laughs> you're all over. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it just keeps popping into my head. I'm like, this is perfect. Okay. We flew. We flew for a very long time. We flew through the night. We flew through the day. We knew the impending doom was close. I knew I had to show you one more thing before we got to this end. I didn't I didn't know when it would come. I just knew it was it was close. I took you to the edge of my cave. I wanted to show you inside. I I knew when we reached the cave that that this night was different than the others. I knew that you'd had a horde. We'd spoken of it before, but but never had you taken me and shown me the the true vastness of the wealth that you hoarded. 
when it comes to being a dragon, dragons are, we have big egos. We're very proud of what we've done. I've collected lots of things from many different places. I've seen a lot of things, but I'm unlike other dragons. I am proud of what I have, but I am not proud of how I've gotten them. Well, people change. Dragons change. Um, that's the beauty of it. Hold still a moment. It seems you have been pierced by many of my father's bolts. Bolts from the army. Let me, let me help you with that. I usually don't. I don't let humans into my life. It's not something we do, but I will allow it. And in return, there is something else you may not know about dragons, but we do have healing properties that we can use. And I know that with, with you grabbing your father's sword, not realizing how hot it was, you've severely burned your hand. Let me lick your wound to use that healing property that you don't know about. Let me right the wrong that your father has dealt to you. And the writer extends his hand, not realizing that he'd been clutching it closed, just a piece of cloth wrapped around it. And as he pulls the cloth out and looks down at the hand, in his palm is burned, branded the sigil of his house that was on the uh, the pommel of the sword. And as I as I lick away the wound that you have, I say this is your house no more. You even though you have grown up in it, you were proud to be in it. This is not who you are. Your house has been tainted and you shall create your own story. Not the, not the tale of the past that has been written you are your own man now. And and the rider just, as, as the dragon is licking his hand, he takes his other hand on the other side of his face and just kind of like takes his forehead and puts it on his nose. And he accepts. He says, we are family now. I would ask if you would do me the favor of, of joining me in my tradition, my family's tradition of speaking to the sky to telling the sky who you are where you've been and who you want to become will you join me in this bond where we will be forever linked i would have it no other way as the dragon and man howl into the blues and the reds of the sky above there's a twisting and a darkness that's on the horizon that even though it's heading towards them, they are ready for it. They are accepting of it and they are ready for the challenge. And, and I will add before we cut scene that as, uh, as we howl into the, into the night, uh, the, the, I, I watch the mist from our breaths uh, rise together into the night and, and for a brief moment I feel as if I could breathe fire myself. Nice. And scene. Yes. Alright, so now we'll head into the fourth scene, second to last scene, called When We Soared With One Set of Wings. So you want me to you want me to lead in this time or <laughs> Yeah, you should do it this All right. time. I hate it, but I'll do it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. <clears throat> I remembered the day as the other planet drew closer and the, the winds were wild and the, the seas were savage that a lone rider came and beckoned to us and pleaded with us that we could help send a message to the, to the village uh, below, the, uh, below the river uh, behind the dam. The dam had started to break and we knew that I looked at you and I didn't didn't have to say anything and you you looked at me and nodded I jumped upon your back and we we took off for the village to try to spread the word 
and get people to flee before the dam would break. But as we as we were able as we got there, we knew that we were too late. We knew that the the water had already been flowing. We knew within minutes that the people in that little town they were going to be we knew that they would be dead before their time and we would not let that happen sometimes in the face of danger you realize that you know sometimes the small victories are the ones that are the ones that you need so we flew oh it felt like it felt like the wind was on our side that day even though we faced our biggest challenge yet we were ready for the upcoming storm no matter what happened as we flew i lost myself in the smell of the air the the feel of the wind the the feeling of your muscles as they propelled us forward beneath the strength of your wings as i looked down i I admired our shadow we looked as if we were one in flight over the ground it was a small village but when you're one dragon and a rider, you only so much you can do. But, but we did it with such a flourish that on that day, no one was going to, nothing, nobody was going to stop what we were going to do. One by one, we picked them up. We put them on top of the highest, closest mountain. It became a thing of not just survival, not just not just saving but of hope and of almost like conquering me and you were one we were saving everyone and even in that that moment of you know will we or won't we and them of saying will we or won't we there was screams of joy from them being saved but there was also a scream from me I let out a roar that was nothing like I had ever heard come from myself because for most of my life I just I didn't know who I was I didn't know where I was going but you know with you it felt like home with with doing this deed it felt like the right thing and I I was me I was me in that moment I I didn't know when when we got there if you would allow people to ride yourself such as you allow me with the bond that we share i i thought that perhaps our traveling may have been all for all in vain but you showed yourself you you had proven yourself allowed yourself to be uh, mounted by by many humans that day and we and we did save them as as you took them up the side of the mountain as i shushed them from their cabins they were at first scared and then overjoyed that they were being rescued even with the 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 sight of the planet you know behind us in the sky uh, with the inevitability of of some cataclysm that was coming still there was joy that day that we were able to save them from at least this this one small thing for one last challenge for one last sense of danger for one last you know will they or won't they i I could I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I you know, we had we had saved everybody. The town was safe. The village was being flooded by all this water. And yet I I dove to the water. I challenged it to take us. I knew that we were one. I knew that nothing could break us that day. And I spiraled downwards and I went to that water and I was gonna go in and I got scared. I I pulled up at the last minute. I just I couldn't do it. I I don't know what happened. It it's unbecoming of a dragon to no fear, to no doubt, but in that moment something scared me and I pulled away and even though we had those victories that day, I I couldn't go back to them. I couldn't fairly well. I we we had to go. We we had to fly. And yet, even with that, we saved the day. Your 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 fear is not a weakness. It shows that you 
value life, not just your own, but those of your friends. I think we can I think we can call it on that one. That's great. All right. And finally, the fifth scene when we face the apocalypse. You have a jump off point or no? Yeah, I think I can set okay. it up. We'll just we'll start with the writers. Okay. We'll go right into it. The sun turned to night. Even though it was morning, there was no sun. Only darkness. Ash. Rocks colliding. Worlds colliding. When I see what was ahead, it looked like what was on our side, except for what was on their side was death. It was it was evil. It was nothing. It it was going to destroy us all if we didn't face it. I, I was afraid, but you were with me. And I knew that I would never be alone. I knew that whatever was going to happen, it would have to go through us. We steeled ourselves on that day as the sky belched sulfurous fumes. We could see the riders approaching from the other planet. Evil riders and black cloaks and jagged teeth descending upon us from all sides. Before before this impending doom, we tried to find allies. We tried to find brothers of our own and none were to be found. It was just just us, just me and you, just it's something that you humans say us against the world. I it was lonely, but it was it was fitting. Uh, as the as the planets moved closer and the the mountain that we were on began to come apart, I stared up at the destruction, unable to move, rooted in place by fear. Fear that should have been lost long before we knew this was coming. And yet, I froze. I knew that. I knew that we were both scared, but that that proved one thing. We were, we were ready. If you don't fear death then what else is there? I I knew that I would have to initiate what we had to do because even though I think you are stronger than I am, we were the machine that had to go and I was the I was the heart that had to move us. I grew hotter. I knew that I needed to be at my hottest. And I knew that if I if I didn't do that, that we would we would both certainly perish. But I made sure that in that burning that I protected you. Even though that's something that I know not that my body can do, I willed it to happen. As you seem to glow with an inner heat, as you set yourself to the task at hand and I stood frozen I the thing that broke me from my reverie if you will is when the mountain began to fall I ran to your side and as I got close uh, you threw up a wing and you uh, blocked a boulder that was meant for me and from there we took off we soared into the ashes, we peeked into the sky, we flew with a reckless abandon, we we fought every challenge, we it was otherworldly, it was us, but it was it was like when when someone puts a glove on and it doesn't feel like a glove anymore, it feels like a hand. It's like when rain hits the ground and becomes a puddle. It just, it is. It it lives, it breathes, it does what it needs to do to survive. And we did that. We 
we did what we could to save what was left, even if it didn't save us. As we flew into battle, the gnashing of teeth and rending of claws and steel, my... I, I felt my own self-temper like hot steel. As it seemed that all hope was lost, we tore into the riders, felling one after another as they came intent on destruction along with their planet. We knew that others would be... We knew others would come. We knew that this was only the beginning, but we did not falter. We did not turn away. We did not turn tail. We headed into it. We went forward. We disappeared. And what happened next? Only the gods knew. We, we pushed ourselves that day as we had never before, and maybe never again, and pushed until the darkness took us and we knew not what had happened. Well, I don't know how to end that. <laughs> I thought that was a good ending. It's like a fade to black, yeah, like a literal a fade end. to black. <laughs> yeah, all right, good. Good, I'm glad you said that. So that was the end of our little story. So we take our bond results, and then Taylor has a little chart here, and then depending upon how many bonds we have, we have kind of a epilogue to tell about how it ends. So I'm going to count mine up. I'm sure you've already got yours counted I up. I do. I have 11 I bonds. Have 14. That have worked out. 14. Holy <laughs> shit. Did you pick like three each or uh, something? Three, 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 four, and four. <laughs> wow. Good for you. I picked three on the first one and then I peeled back for two for the rest. <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Actually, well, no, I took four on the first one. Four, three, three, four, and four. Nice. So, unfortunately, if I wouldn't have been such a wuss and gotten one more, we would have been better up because we would have had 26 and we would have been on the second to best Mm. in the bonds. But that's okay. That's pretty good for our first shot. 25 for our first shot. So, for our bonds, our epilogue tells of the cataclysm has impacted both planets but you are both alive you survey the destruction and give thanks for your lives you both get three images to show so basically what we're going to do is we get to take three kind of picturesque kind of scenes and then we get to kind of tell our story of how how it ends I, and I think the upper part says have the rider start. All right. Uh, Good. Go back and see <laughs> uh, a montage with okay. small images or movements meant to represent fuller actions. Take turns with the rider starting first. No pressure. Three scenes. All right, let's see. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything long, too. It could just be like picturesque scenes of how it ends okay all right i think i got something in the morning when we woke we could see that the planets had readjusted their their orbits the the major destruction was over and we lay battered and beaten broken and yet happy to still be alive together when we started off this adventure together it seemed like the end was going to be massive. It was going to be dark. It was going to be brutal. Mm. Part of that happened. We made it on this side, and the sun made an appearance. It shone down on us. It told us, congratulations, you've made it. It shone a light on a new day, even though a lot of a lot of bad things had happened and maybe more were on the horizon, but we had faced a lot of evil and we've come out on the right end. I did not know those many moons ago as I stumbled through the wilderness that I would find a friend such as you.
one that I could hold true to my heart. And even though the even though the both of our planets had come together and caused this mass chaos, we knew that because our world was still here, that we were here to help defend whatever wrongs had befallen us. And as we had looked up into that sky and seen that even though we saw that our, our world wasn't completely atone, wasn't completely torn asunder, that our, it was our job to protect what was still there for us. And, and on that day, we flew. We flew not to fight. We flew not to deliver messages, but we flew for the joy, for the joy of flying and just for being together. And we took heart as we saw on the lands underneath, here and there, people still, animals, deer, things that had survived the apocalypse. And we knew that there would be a future here. A future for all of us. And scene. <laughs> that was awesome. It was good. Yeah. I think it's, it started to pick up, like, uh, I think the third scene really just, yeah, Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because this is a pretty serious story, but I was like, God, do we get into it right away? You know, it's funny because I, you know, I'm a pretty positive guy and I love to be kind of goofy when it comes to stuff. But when it comes to role playing, I'm all serious for some reason, (laughs) for the most part, you know, especially when it comes to fantasy. I'm like, oh, somebody died and this happened and blah, blah, blah. We got to get them. You know, it's like I, I. it's hard for me to be goofy in those instances. Well, I did. I, I wanted to throw in as just an aside when we saved the villagers that like they gave you a sheep or a goat or something to eat because <laughs> we went and saved everybody. We're like, oh, yeah, here, take yeah, this. No that's great. You're great. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's in the further adventures. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's on the uh, the extended scenes on the box set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um shoot of course now i got rid of it so i just want to go back to it see that that's what i wanted i mean you're saying like serious and dark like right from the beginning that's like in the initial scene when you had you know rebooted your computer and all i was going through it and i'm like oh that would be pretty that would be pretty like deep to be like oh i get there you have steady rig and then like there's the corpse of your mom dragon there <laughs> like maybe somebody killed like we don't know what happened you know um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, the, and then the yeah, like there's a lot loop it around and be like, yeah, oh yeah, and you know, because you know, my mom died and my dad fucking went crazy, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, it's it's cool. It's like you know, like I said before, you can you can tell a story or you can omit things that you know lead to other questions later and stuff like that. So, no, I really like how this game is set up with the bonds and stuff like that, and just seeing where it goes. So. Thank you, thank you again to Taylor for making this great game with Fire Thy Affections Hold a Wing. Um, right now, he uh, at uh, RiverhouseGames.com they they're doing a little website update, but um, you can get this game on Drive-Through RPG right now for a minimal amount. I think it was like I think I paid like three ninety nine or something like that, which is actually really good for a fun game like this. Um, also, you can get it in its collection of River Games, uh, River House Games Volume 1 that has this game. And not only does it have that, but it also has mine and Taylor's game, Breaking the Fourth Wall in the Fifth Dimension, which if you guys haven't heard on the podcast, we made, made a game together where it is a fading star, like a singer or an actor or something like that, that is uh, slowly... Um, uh, in a spaceship slowly going into a real faded star and it's about to die and kind of it's kind of a one to two player game of dealing with your issues and how your life is lived and stuff like that it's real it's i love that we came up with it i'm very proud of it i'm really glad that he put it in in his river river house games volume one book so thank you taylor for that um so yeah so go get that um you can get a physical copy once his website is back up. 
Um, uh, another way you can do that is go to some of the cons that he's at. If you follow him on Twitter, it's at Leviathan Files. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. The next thing that he's going to be at that I know because I'm going to be there is he's going to be at Con of the North in Plymouth, Minnesota. So if you're around Wisconsin, Minnesota, like we are, you can come come say hi. Go go get a book straight from him. It's pretty cheap, and uh, you can play some great games by him. Again, thanks to John for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody about your podcast? Something I've been on a million times, but let's just get people to know what you know what your podcast is all about too. Cool. Uh, sure. Thanks. Um, I, I, first, thanks for for having me on. Uh, it's always fun to like cross promote and like get to hang out and play games and stuff. So, yeah, exactly. so that's cool. This, this was a fun one. It was interesting. It's not like my typical kind of game. It, it's I don't want to say it's like real specific, but it it is in a medicine's telling a specific story, even though the details may vary. Uh, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. It was it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm the I'm the 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 main mover and shaker over at the legends of tabletop uh we do we have like a regular uh episode a regular uh, a regular cast that we do where we do interviews with game designers and uh, board game designers rpg designers uh, we've had some authors and musicians on um and we'll you know talk to them about their processes and stuff that they have going on uh, we also do actual plays we release that every monday we have four ongoing campaigns right now kurt is in one of them it's our fear itself game uh, which is a gumshoe system which is a, a lot of fun the horror game um and other than that we have uh we have a product coming out for Jams Guild soon, uh, finishing touches, I guess, uh, and a couple other things in the works. And we just love to play games and hang out and talk about games and games and more games and something about games, probably. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and if you guys haven't heard the Fear Itself campaign that I'm on, along with John and Brett and Neil doing the GMing, you must, because it's, it's just a lot of fun. Like... I, uh, before doing this campaign, I'd barely done anything Cthulhu-like, but just playing this game is a lot of fun. So check out the Legends of Tabletop on their on their website, legendsoftabletop.com, the, where they release that stuff every Monday. But also you can ch- catch us live too. So if you follow Legends of Tabletop, you can catch us live on YouTube and you can join in on the fun. I love it. It's a lot of fun. So thanks again to John for coming back or yeah for coming back on and doing a little ditty with us it was a blast and thank you for listening and until next time i'm kurt and this was the mfg cast thanks for listening bye <laughs> that was awesome legends of tabletop podcast creating legends one die at a time